0: Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Sarah Cortese, and I serve as a shepherding deacon in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. O Lord, our God, as we observe the beginning of Advent and we look to the celebration of the birth of our Savior, help us to turn our attention away from the marketplace and toward the manger. Help us to turn away from selfishness and toward compassion. Help us to turn away from the things that divide us and towards the things that unite us. We ask that, like Jesus, we will seek to serve rather than be served, that we will, like the Lord, be light rather than darkness that we will, like the Christ, proclaim a message of good news to a struggling world. We offer these prayers in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: Today, the first Sunday of Advent, begins the ritual of lighting the candles that symbolize the light of God coming to the earth. The circle of greens represents God's eternity. The candle we light today represents faithful expectation. Listen now to the scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, that prepares us for Jesus' arrival. A voice cries out. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low, and the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. We light this candle today in preparation of the coming of Christ.
2: Dear friends, you have heard what was written about Jesus in Scripture, how he suffered and died and then rose from the dead on the third day, how through his death and resurrection the forgiveness of sin is now possible for all who repent and believe. So let us boldly approach the throne of God where we will find grace and mercy and confess our sins. O God, you have torn open the heavens and dwelt among us to transform the world. Yet we easily forget your activity in history and in our lives. We confess that too often we lament the state of the world without carrying on the work Jesus entrusted to all his followers. We neglect your ways when we do not feel your presence. We think only of ourselves rather than the needs of others. Forgive us, we pray. Remind us of your promise never to leave us or forsake us. Strengthen us in your ways until we meet you face to face. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God is slow to anger and full of compassion. He forgives all who humbly repent and trust in his Son as Lord and Savior. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. the globe and down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. And now we invite you in the love of Christ to turn and greet your neighbors.
3: Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship at Church of the Palms on this Sunday after Thanksgiving, but also the first Sunday of the season of Advent as we are counting these four weeks leading up to our celebration of Christ's birth on Christmas Day. So welcome. If you are seated on the aisle side of the pew, if you would take one of the uh, red friendship pads that's there and sign your name to it, pass it on down, especially if you are a guest with us this morning. We would love to know that you were in worship today and if there is a way that we might um, join you in ministry, we would um, welcome knowing that as well. There are a number of announcements that are printed in the, in the bulletin. I encourage you to read through those and I'm going to highlight uh, a few of them just in the next couple of minutes. So the first is that over the last several weeks, we have had a Christmas tree out under the big fellowship tree in the courtyard. It is our angel tree working with the Salvation Army. We are, uh, there are uh, angels on there. We're inviting the church family to Pick an angel which will contain a description of a child or a senior adult in our area and suggestions about what you might want to purchase to help make the Christmas season a bright one for that individual. Um, And so there are still uh, angels needing homes on the angel tree would invite you after the service to make your way out there and participate in that uh, wonderful way to celebrate this season of giving. As we are looking ahead to Christmas Eve, our uh, ushering teams are looking for um, ushers who would be willing to serve on that wonderful night. We will be having uh, services at five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, and 11 o'clock, all here in the sanctuary. So check your bulletin on how you might sign up to be involved. Looking uh, ahead just to the coming week, Uh, There will be the, on Saturday, December 6th, the Saturday coming up, the 70th anniversary of the Sarasota Choral Society uh, doing um, Handel's Messiah. Uh, Right here, 150-member chorus, orchestra, soloists, our own Genevieve and Jonathan will be participating in the leadership of that, so you can check your bulletin for the times and for... Ticket information. Also, continuing with the Advent and Christmas theme, we are having a, a Advent dinner as a benefit for Samaritan Counseling Services of the Gulf Coast. The counseling center located, uh, at least one of its offices located right here, uh, on the church property. Coming up on Friday, December the 12th, there is still uh, opportunity to buy tickets for that great event. Also, this past week, we uh, have learned that three of our number have gone home to be with the Lord. Uh, Tom Edelblut passed early in the week, and that's noted in the bulletin. His service will be tomorrow at uh, 2.30 in the chapel. And then later in the week, uh, we learned of Gil Adams passing. Alberta, we were very sorry to hear of that. And then, Finally, on um, Thanksgiving Day, George Hindle died for the last two deaths. There's no um, definite plan yet on services. We will uh, let you know when those come to pass. So with those announcements made, I would like to shift gears and invite the Gelfi family to join me up here in the chancel so we can celebrate The sacrament of baptism. All right, this is very exciting. Hello, Isabella. (laughs) Our Lord Jesus Christ um, said to his disciples after his resurrection Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations teaching them all that I have commanded you and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age, believing the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and certain of the presence of His Spirit here with us in worship. We baptize with water those whom God has called to be His own. And so... Uh, As we prepare to celebrate this sacrament, let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who calls us into relationship with you. We thank you for the gift of family in which you put us into relationship with one another. We especially pray your blessing upon Uh, the Guelphy family and their extended family, and on this congregation, which is a church family and a representation of the worldwide body of Christ, may this sacrament proclaim your love and grace and remind us all of your activity in each one of our lives. We lift up these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And so as we prepare to celebrate this sacrament, to Sam and Holly, I ask you these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior?
4: Jesus Christ.
3: Do you trust him? I do. And do you intend your daughter to become his faithful disciple, to know him, love him, and serve him? Having heard their affirmative responses, do you, the people who are Church of the Palms, on behalf of the worldwide Church of Jesus Christ, promise to do everything in your power to support this family and to teach this child of the love and grace of Jesus Christ? If so, please say, we do. We do. All right. Isabella, will you please come and see me? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Not as easy as yesterday, huh? Hello, Isabella. Sophia, would you come over and help her? What is your child's full name?
4: Isabella Faith Gelfie.
3: Isabella Faith Gelfie. I understand that you are named partly for your grandmother Faith Graves, who is celebrating her 98th birthday today. What a wonderful day. And so, Isabella, I want you to know that God loves you very much. And so I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, Miss Lori has a gift for you and your family Hi. <laughs> on behalf of family ministry we
5: want to just officially welcome isabella to god's family hello beautiful Oh my gosh, we know that as parents you are the most important influence in her life and in all of your children's lives, but we also know that as parents we're not the only influence that our kids need, so we are happy as your extended church family to be on the journey with you. So we want to give you a certificate from this day and a read and share Bible that you guys can all do together at home. Yeah, oh my gosh, congratulations and God bless you.
3: Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the gift of life, for your grace active in us before we can do anything to move toward you. We lift up your child, Isabella, and we pray that at the appropriate time in her life that you would draw her even closer to you so that she might make a profession of faith to follow you as Savior and Lord. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for the love of family and the love of friends pour out your blessing upon parents sam and holly on grandparents steve and phyllis and upon great grandparents as well we pray in jesus name amen Amen. thank you so much you did fine isabella yeah thank you
6: Let us continue to worship in prayer. O Lord, our God, welcome us once more to the Advent season as we prepare for the coming celebration of your Son, we pray. In scriptures and music and sermon, we hear the forming whispers of your actions that led to your promises fulfilled in Jesus' birth. We walk again this path of incarnation of Christ for whom we are named. Help us to be the church that is faithful to the body of Christ, we pray. Let us show his love, share his compassion, feel his mercy, follow his commands, and serve his people, we pray. Gracious God, this day, we ask that you will be with those of our members who are not well, especially we remember asthma, David, Mary, and Paul comfort and touch all those who mourn this day we pray we particularly lift up the families of tom edelblood gill adam and george Handel. keep them in your peace and your comfort we pray we lift up all those who serve in the mission field and in the military we pray for their safety and their safe return home to their families We also pray for those who are caught in war and want and oppression. May your presence be felt by each and every one of them, we pray. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now let us worship God in the giving of our tithings and offerings. Let us pray O oh God who is so generous in loving us and blessing us each day we love you back and we show you that we too love you with these gifts of offerings and we ask that you'll use these to spread the good news near and far for we bring them to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen Please be seated, and I'd like to invite Lori and our children to come forward.
5: Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? Good morning, good, hi guys. We are continuing our story through the Bible. We are at a prophet named Habakkuk. You guys have any friends named Habakkuk? Yeah, no, me. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But he's a prophet. Do you remember what a prophet is? A prophet is a messenger or a communicator for who? For whom, perhaps, is better. You know? Who is he? God. For God. Absolutely. So here's what's going on. Habakkuk is looking over the land, and you know what he sees? A lot of mean people doing a lot of mean things and getting away with it. And then there's these good people that are trying to be good and doing right, and things bad keep happening to them. And he's going, hey, God, this isn't fair. Why do we keep having bad things happen to good people? You know what God said? Don't worry about other people. I'll take care of everything in my time. So you keep doing what's right. You keep doing good. I'll take care of everything else. Don't worry about others, but... Care for others. So I'm going to give you an example. You've got to pay attention because you've got to put yourself in this story, and then I'm going to ask you a question. You are now the oldest brother or sister in your family. You have a younger brother. You get to go out for ice cream, and you never get to go out for ice cream because your mom like, doesn't want you to have all that sugar. Ice cream cones are really expensive. You know, one ice cream cone costs the same amount as like a half a gallon of ice cream? Never, never, never do you get to go out for ice cream. Finally, the day is here. You get your ice cream cone and you walk so carefully and you enjoy every single lick because it's very special to you. Your little brother, whoo-hoo, is like jumping all around up on the, up here, down there, takes this huge lick and guess what happens? It falls right off into the gutter. He's crying. Now, what would be the unfair thing to happen? What's the next thing that could happen in that story? And you'd go, that's not fair. Can you think of something? Yeah. Uh, doesn't get another one. Whoa, you know what? That might actually be fair that he doesn't get another one because that's the consequences of acting silly. So that's kind of fair. What would n- be, so you'd go, that's not fair.
1: If he got another ice cream cone. Well, or if
5: your ice cream, oh yeah, like if he got another ice cream cone, yeah, that's like, that's not fair if he gets another one. What if you had to give your ice cream cone to him? Had to just totally give it to him. That's not fair. What if your mom made you share your ice cream cone, made you do it? That's not really fair either. What if we have a heart like God when we care for others. And what if we on our own said, don't cry. I'll share my ice cream cone with you. Guess what happens? Your little brother is happy. Your mom is definitely happy. God's probably smiling a little bit. But inside, you have that happiness and that glow from sharing and from caring and for caring for someone else. That's what Habakkuk, wants us to remember today. Don't worry about other people and what they have or don't have, but care for them anyway. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, you give us so many blessings, and then there are some that don't have as many, and some that have more. And so, Lord, we just ask that you help us not to worry about other people, but only in a way that we are caring and kind towards them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's go. 好
3: Please be seated. As Laurie said, we are continuing in our series looking at the story of scripture and finding our story within God's great story. Today we are turning our attention to the prophet Habakkuk. We'll be reading from the first chapter, first several verses of the Old Testament book that bears his name. I invite you to turn there in your Bible or the pew Bible on the rack in front of you. It's page 871 if you use the pew Bible. Before we read God's word, let us pray together. Gracious God, we believe your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. And so as we open up the scripture this morning, by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit in this place, shine forth your truth from the pages of the Bible so that we might not only hear, but understand and be changed by what you would teach us today. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Habakkuk 1, beginning in the first verse. Listen for the word of God. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise, so the law becomes slack, and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore, judgment becomes perverted. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So, there was a man who had a problem with dishonesty at work, and this problem had been going on for quite some time, and and finally, the man's conscience got the best of him. He wasn't much of a churchgoer, but he decided that he needed to go to a church. There was a Roman Catholic church in the neighborhood, and so so he went to church and he went into a confessional booth and a priest came in and um, he remembered from his childhood the, you know, what he was supposed to do and say in there, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And the priest asked him to talk a little bit about that. And, and, and the man said, well, Father, I've been um, falsifying documents uh, in my workplace and absconding with... Um, materials from the building supply store where I work. And the priest said, oh, what, uh, what kinds of things have you been absconding with? And the man said, well, well, Father, I uh, have taken enough to build a, a house for the wife and me. <laughs> and the priest said, I see. And the man continued, and uh, and a house for my son and, and his family. Oh, the priest said a little surprise that the man wasn't finished yet, and uh, my two daughters and their families also. The priest was dumbfounded. He said, now, now, my son, let me make sure I understand this correctly. You have misappropriated enough building materials from your employer to build for complete houses. And the man said, Well, and the cottage by the lake, but (laughs) (laughs) and the priest said, My son, this is very serious. I I I need to come up with a a penance that will be sufficient to help you repent for your sins. Tell me. Tell me, have you ever done a spiritual retreat? the priest asked. And and the, the man responded, No, father I haven't, but if you can get me the plans, I can get the building materials, and it'll happen. (laughs) That is a dishonest guy. I just don't think he he, he got it. Now, that, that man was very unlike the prophet Habakkuk, whom we heard from just a few minutes ago. Habakkuk was a man who was honest with himself, he was honest about his situation, and he was honest to God. Habakkuk is known as one of the minor prophets, and in all the pantheon of prophets, Habakkuk kind of stands out, because his message was a little bit different. In in most other cases, when you are dealing with a prophet, like Miss Laurie just told the children, a prophet's call generally is to receive a word from God and to speak that word to the people, to say something to the people that God wants them to hear. Habakkuk, on the other hand, if you Uh, Not only in the portions we read, but if you read through this book, Habakkuk is speaking to God on behalf of the people. And what Habakkuk is speaking to God about are some things that he sees that are very troubling to him. When he looks around his community and in his nation, he sees injustice. He sees dishonesty. He sees the poor being oppressed. And he wonders, God, how long are you going to allow these things to continue? And he lifts up these concerns to God in prayer. One of the main themes of the book of Habakkuk is why would God allow bad things to continue to happen and not intervene. And so you can believe me when I tell you there were plenty of bad things going on in the world in which Habakkuk lived. He was a prophet who was a contemporary of the prophet Jeremiah, whom Pastor Steve talked about last week. During this point in history, the nation of Babylon was the rising power in the Middle East. Between the years of 612 and 605 B.C., Babylon was engaged in war against the waning powers of the Middle East. That would be Assyria and Egypt. And the, the nation of Habakkuk, Judah, was situated right between... Babylon in the northeast and Egypt in the southwest. And so they were caught in the crossfire between these two warring powers. And the land of Judah had to pay tribute to Babylon in order for the Babylonian military not to take up residence there and occupy the country. So scholars believe that Habakkuk was most likely a, a prophet in the environs of the temple in Jerusalem. And from that position, he had a first-person view at all the things that were going wrong in, his, in the capital city and in the nation. Not only was Judah under threat from the Babylonians, but the country was also rotting from within. King Jehoiakim was the king in those days from 609 to 598 B.C., and he set the tone for everyone in the land, dishonest, unconcerned about the poor, exploiting those who were the weakest. There was injustice that was rampant all around, and he- Habakkuk was upset by what he was seeing. He couldn't believe that the Lord was allowing all of these bad things to go on, and so he cried out in prayer to God. His book is in the form of a lament. Habakkuk was straightforward, and he was honest about laying his concerns before the Lord, speaking on behalf of the people in his city, in his country, who had no voice for their own because the the powers that be were weighing down on them and oppressing them and marginalizing them and making the poor even poorer. And Habakkuk cried out to the Lord, How long will it go on? God, when will you take action? That was the prophet's complaint. And the Lord replied to what the prophet had to say. And and as we look at the Lord's reply, I think it's important to remember the the posture in which Habakkuk offered his lament, his prayers of complaint, his honest communication to God about the the plight of the people. You see, Habakkuk's straightforward talk to God didn't come from a place of lack of of belief, of wondering if God existed, of questioning whether or not God was a good God or a just God. In fact, it was just the opposite. If you read through his book, Habakkuk had a bedrock faith in the goodness of of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, in the midst of his people. Habakkuk believed in the very core of his being that God was good and just and fair. And to see the things that Habakkuk saw going on around him, he felt were an affront to the very character of God. And so he cried out to the Lord, how long will you allow these injustices to go on? When will you take action, Lord? Because justice is who you are, love is a part of your character, how can these terrible things continue to happen? And so, because of the prophet's heartfelt, honest lament, God answered Habakkuk. Now, now granted, the answer was not what the prophet wanted to hear. It was not the answer he expected, but God spoke. To Habakkuk. And, and what the Lord said to the prophet was that God had seen his people and what was happening to those on the margins and those who were poor and those who were in need. He had seen his people turn away from worshiping him, the one true God, and go after other idols. He had seen their unconcern for justice, their unconcern for integrity and honesty. They had turned away from the God who had given them the land in which they lived. And now, God said, because they had not done the Lord's justice, they had not sought the Lord's peace, that he would withhold his protection and allow the Babylonian army to bring war to the people of Judah so that God's eternal peace could eventually come to pass. Since the people had refused to pursue the justice the Lord called them to, they would have to deal with the justice of the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar, or the lack of it. Habakkuk was wondering, how long, O Lord, is this going to go on? And God responded with the truth of what was going to happen, and it did. Sometimes today, a similar sort of thing happens, doesn't it? We can see that there are things in our own community, there are things in our culture, there are things going on in the world that are not as they should be. Sometimes injustice seems to take the upper hand, The strong seem to keep the weak under their thumb. Innocent children suffer. Good people are afflicted with diseases. Too many endure hardship in finances or relationships. And we wonder why. How long, O Lord, will, will these terrible things go on? Will you allow them to continue? They're an affront to the very character of God. I think the prophet, by his example, shows us a faithful response. When God isn't acting in the time frame we would want the Lord to take action. First and foremost, we see in Habakkuk that bedrock faith in the Lord, that trust that God is at work to accomplish His purposes in His timing. And the second thing we see throughout this book that bears the prophet's name is that he was a man whose life was permeated with prayer. This entire book is a conversation between Habakkuk and God. It goes back and forth. And so that is an example for us to be people of faith who have this trust at our core that God is at work to bring about his purposes and that our lives be lived and bathed in prayer, in conversation in communication with the living Lord. And the third thing that I believe we learn is by implication. Because Habakkuk was so concerned about issues of justice and fairness and those who are weak being oppressed by those who are strong, I believe that he also calls us to compassionate action. To be a blessing to others and in so doing to honor God. Because you see, Habakkuk lived in an in-between time, between the time that God had given the land to His covenant people as an inheritance and the time when Messiah would come. And friends, we live in an in-between time. The prophet's words are words for people in those in between times. Words from a man of faith to people of faith. He sets for us an example. Advent, you know, is one of those in between times. It reminds us that we live in between the time that the Christ child came in the manger and the promised triumphant second coming of the Lord Jesus. We live in between the time of the angel saying to the shepherds, Peace on earth and goodwill to all people, and the full peace that we will experience through the Prince of Peace. We live in between the time of God promising, I will never leave you or forsake you, and having that feeling sometimes that we don't know where God is. These in-between times call for, as the candle tells us, faithful expectation on our part. Faithful expectation and compassionate action. As we wait for the Lord to act, as we trust that God is at work, we are called to compassionate action. And Church of the Palms has a wonderful practice of compassionate action. In the Back to Basics tutoring ministry, as we assist children to succeed academically and fulfill their potential in the Samaritan Counseling Services, an office located right here on our campus to help our neighbors who are going through difficult times in life. The Early Childhood Center. Assisting families in our own community to provide wonderful care for young children and of course, our food pantry. If you were here last week, you had the opportunity to hear the wonderful story that Linda Lehman, one of our food pantry volunteers, shared about the encounter that she uh, had with uh, an older woman in our community who one day stuck her head in the food pantry because she was hungry. She asked for bread. Linda and her husband Bill sprang into compassionate action and that older woman left that day with bags filled with food, not only with bread but with fresh produce and canned goods and all those things and the older woman left also with a heart filled with the joy of the Lord because of the encounter with Linda and Bill and the prayer that she and Linda had shared together. That, friends, is what compassionate action looks like. We may not understand why there are hungry people in our community. We may not be able to to explain why children suffer for no fault of their own. We may not be able to explain why so many go through economic or relational hardship but we can trust, we can live in faithful expectation that God is at work to accomplish his purposes and we can lift up our concerns to the Lord in prayer and in the in-between times, this time in which we live, we can be moved to compassionate action, to honor God and to bless others in Jesus' name. That's the example the prophet Habakkuk sets for us. Honest to God. As this service ends, and when you go from this place, go with God's blessing. May the living Lord Jesus Christ go with you. May he go above you to watch over you, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, within you to give you peace, and before you to show you the way now and forever. Amen.